0: Hello, so story lovers. I'm Laurel McCarg, and you're listening to, and if you're watching YouTube, watching an Alligator Preserves episode. This episode is titled 60 is Not the New 40. Welcome to Alligator Preserves, a weekly podcast about revealing yourself through storytelling story reading, and story writing, but probably not story arithmetic because that's not a thing. You just might surprise yourself with the secrets you'll uncover. I'm going to share with you a piece I wrote about 10 years ago called My Sacrifice. And if there are any men watching out there or listening, it's about menopause. So actually, I think you ought to listen, because you need to know what's going on in your woman's lives, whether it's happening now or sometime in the future. <laughs> the title, by the way, was given to me by a very good friend, Nadine Collier, who lives in Michigan right now. And after reading my piece, she suggested my sacrifice, which should become intuitively obvious <laughs> once I start reading about the things that happen when we age. So here goes. I'm going to share the piece and, and, uh, and put a little little comments here and there as we go. After reading on Facebook, where else, that my 21-year-old son was planning to be grumpy for the next 40 days, giving up fast food and caffeine for Lent, or more likely using Lent as an excuse to do something healthy, I decided that I too would be grumpy certainly not by crossing caffeine off my list, but rather by giving up the one thing that has kept me relatively sane these past few years, my hormone replacement therapy. Nick had motivated me to complete my first marathon last year. So I must have written this in uh, 2012 because I did my first marathon in 2011. He can Fence me to compete in it, and as it was an experience I'll never forget, I figured it was time to do something memorable again. Plus, I was not about to be outdone by this young whippersnapper. After all, I was the one. Raised Catholic, not he. It was my job to suffer more. We women know how to suffer. But the summer of my 50th year was particularly traumatic. And I've done things. I graduated from West Point uh, with the fourth class that had women in it in 1983. I've jumped from airplanes. I've birthed monster spawn the natural way. I got my navel pierced when I turned 41 and my first tattoo at 51. And finally just had the nerve to show my mother. Shouldn't have. And and no, mom, it still hasn't washed off. (laughs) I've taught in the public school system for five years. I've been with the same man for 29 years. It's 35 now. I still like him, by the way. But the warranty on my parts had expired quite surreptitiously. And like truculent students in the springtime, they all wanted to be out. Talking about my parts here. It was as if Mother Nature, that biatch, was jealous of my accomplishments and good health and felt the need to remind me that women's suffrage was meant to be a lifelong gift. Pretty much everything south of my bejeweled belly began behaving badly. But teacher, you told us that words starting with pro are good things like professional and pro-literacy. Well, kids, every rule deserves its day in court and every pro-lapse deserves the death sentence. Now look up the word Kegel. Ready? Begin, and don't ever stop. And don't ever think twice about letting the nice doctors remove your nine-pound, seven-ounce baby in a way requiring knives and drugs. There's a reason both my darling cherubs ended up as natural climbers. I believe they clung to every possible organ during their descent into this world. Thus, years later, after being a brave young woman and doing things the way they should be done, I nevertheless went under the knife, drugged, and joined the ranks of those already sweating out their change of life. Change of life. Let's just call it what it truly is, a horrifying metamorphosis from butterfly back into shriveled cocoon. But perhaps I exaggerate. After all, how wonderful is it to be rid of the curse, which is really just years of routine practice for menopause with the added inconvenience of all the yuckiness. It's pretty wonderful. And although I still get that awe feeling whenever I see a cute baby or a puppy, I'm quite happy with my current inability to produce either. Hooray for change. My 83-year-old mom doesn't remember having a hard time with menopause. Of course, she doesn't remember giving birth to five girls either because doing things naturally wasn't in back then. My understanding is that while the gents were smoking stogies in the waiting room, the mums were offered red wine and spinal (laughs) taps. And when they awoke, were handed their neat little bundles. No hot flashes? I asked mom. Well, nothing bad, but my poor sister still gets them. Now, this was when I was 50, so mom was 80 and her sister was 78. What? Hold the phone. I rushed to WebMD, search menopause, and read... Some women have hot flashes for a very short time during menopause. Uh, Other women may have hot flashes, at least to some degree, for life. (laughs) Sweet! Possible lifetime membership in the hot flash club? While my hubby is cocooned under the covers in our 55-degree bedroom, I'm down to one sheet waiting for my internal organs to spontaneously combust. And I'm, and the fifty five degrees that that's true. And actually, I'm sitting in a room right now in Leadville, and it's fifty seven degrees in this room right now. We don't we don't heat our upstairs. We keep our house quite chilly at night. But I gotta say, even last night, and I'm sixty now, was, or two nights ago, two nights ago, Mike said, you know, I looked over at you at one point, and you had you had nothing on you, and it wasn't that warm in the house. And yeah. So, so I guess that's my some degree of menopause still at age 60. Sorry, ladies out, ladies out there, if you're thinking that it's going to be over pretty quickly. Whew. Suggestions for preventing hot flashes include avoiding everything you enjoy, and taking non-prescription vitamins or prescription antidepressants, anti-seizure drugs. Other hormones, soy products, black cohosh, flaxseed, evening primrose oil. The list goes on, quote, although there is no scientific evidence to support this. And side effects include nausea and diarrhea. (laughs) You gotta laugh, right? Well, harumph to that noise. We Americans love our drugs, and so it was easy to say, Hook me up, doc, after months of post-surgical menopause madness. But on a suffer scale from smiley face to frowny face, the guilt I felt about being on drugs ultimately overpowered my rationalized need for the comfort. My recent decision to embrace the changes of my metamorphosis as a way of cherishing the experience of womanhood Almost sounds like I mean it, right? <laughs> has freed me to reevaluate how I will handle my remaining years. I'm 53 now, but in reality, I'm 60. I just told you that. My birthday was January 10th, 110. And I like telling people that I'm not even middle age yet because I plan on dancing on a bar, around a bar, behind bars, it won't matter, for my 110th birthday. I figured January 10th, might as well shoot for 110, right? I've already decided but that that by the time I'm 70-ish, I'll have saved enough for my six-pack lift trifecta. Cheek lifts, and I'm talking both sets here, and the inevitable thanks for the memories lift. What I failed to get from my progenitors in the way of booty pop, I'm more than made up for in my frontal region. Since I've already had my first reduction of the axe-handle-wide endowment I received from my mother's mother, thank you, Nana, it just had to be done, I figured the girls will have gravity thwarted for at least a decade or two more. The cheeks, however, both fore and aft, will require attention. When your cheek bags, and I'm talking about the face here, are floppy enough to flip around your neck as a fashionable scarf, It's time for the scalpel. (laughs) And although I'm not there yet, I see my future in my mother's face. (laughs) I thought it was awesome to finally have a mature, chiseled profile with pronounced cheekbones now that the baby fat is gone until I realized that my youthful filling was now starting to hang, deputy dog style, below my chin. (laughs) Perhaps in 15 years, there will be a drive-through fix for this. I think I've heard of somewhere where they have drive-through plastic surgery. <laughs> As for the droopy ass issue, I may have found a solution already in the eyes of a Brazilian dreamboat. Yes, Leandro, I want to lift my butt for just three easy payments of 1995 plus shipping and handling. I may have been booty butt challenged for the first 53 years of my life, but with the Brazilian butt lift workout, and that was actually a thing. I haven't looked it up recently, but back when I was doing this piece, there was a Brazilian butt lift workout. I believe I can finally sculpt the supermodel butt of my dreams. Well, at least I can still dream. Although... Perhaps it's because I'm awake for so many hours that I think I might also be losing weight with all these hormonal changes. I'm hoping it's not just bone loss setting in already. I've had a sinking feeling over the past several years that I'm shorter than I used to be. But when asked how tall I am, I'll stick with five, five and a full half. Thank you very much. Although I just had my driver's license renewed and I just told him I'm 5'5", and I was even honest on my weight. Anyone else out there honest on your weight, on your renewed driver's licenses? (laughs) I think I'm getting soft, too, but, quote, women should be soft and round, unquote, says my bag of bones mother, her decorative scarf cheeks swaying gently with emphasis. Oh, mom had the best. She had the best cheeks. It's not just the softness, however, that disturbs me. Along with the chicken skin neck meat and the cable top hands is the saggy leg syndrome. I remember resting my feet on a table several years ago and looking over at what was hanging from my shin bones. It was frightening. It used to be my tights that were baggy around my knees. Now my knees are baggy without tights. <laughs> And the hair, which is thinning on my baggy knees, now grows willy-nilly in ridiculous places. As a child, I was horrified by the fact that Grandma needed a shave. After several boxes of wine with sisters some years ago, we laughed until we peed just a little bit over our chair hens. (laughs) Charlene. And then they shared with me the secret of their smooth hairless, just starting to sag faces, a little $14 trimming wand. But those abominable spiky chin hairs still grow at the speed of light, and they completely thwart the magical wand, and will always require diligence. Just like my new Einstein eyebrows, I always thought those mad professor eyebrows were awesome on dudes. But add those to the nose and knuckle hairs I'm now sprouting. What's that all about? And I'm thinking about making a reservation at the zoo for my golden years. <laughs> all right, who's with me out there, ladies? Have you ever, and again, I'm talking to ladies who are over fifty. I'm going to say, you know, who maybe in in that those menopausal years, have you ever like plucked an eyebrow? And it was an inch and a half long and kind of twisted and, and gray on one end and got brown, on the, <laughs> brown on the other. It's ridiculous. And they pop out overnight, just like the chin hairs. <laughs> and so I say, herpa derpa schmerpa. It would appear that one more menopausal side effect is early dementia or chronic brain syndrome, as the PubMed Health site calls it. And do yourself a favor, do not look up symptoms of dementia because it will make you lose sleep at night, which is, by the way, one of the symptoms. (laughs) I'm seriously praying this side effect won't last too much longer as it may interfere with that longish thing I'm writing. (laughs) I was writing a book at the time I wrote this. I look at the calendar trying to pretend that I remember the day's date and commend myself on sticking steadfastly with my sacrifice. Nick's resolution was thwarted on day three when his college buddies couldn't stand what a bummer he'd become sans caffeine. And that's okay. He'll have plenty of time to be grumpy when his future wife hits menopause. (laughs) As for me, I'll sleep soundly someday, knowing that suffering is good for the soul. But wait, I forgot to tell you about my hemorrhoids. (laughs) OMG, the end. and That's that's the end of my piece. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So I want to think of the idea of being grumpy and going without things. I have decided this year, now that I've turned 60, as an experiment to do without two things I enjoy very much. Alcohol, specifically scotch, whiskey, bourbon, you name it. I'm going to give that up for the, my 60th year. And also, because it's more difficult for me, I'm going to give up chocolate too. I just, and, and don't go tell me, and I know you're all going to be like, oh, but dark, dark chocolate is really good for you and good for this and good for that. And you should have just a little bit, just a nickel's worth, as my mother would say. My mother was always satisfied with just a nickel's worth. And to me, it just rubbed my engines. I think I mentioned that before. No, don't, don't, don't even go there with me with chocolate. So going cold turkey, which for me is the easiest way to give something up. And uh, so far, so so far so good. So what what else what else would make you grumpy? You know, when I think of aging and the whole sixties, the new forty BS, it's not. I mean I I would never go back to being 40 again and have to live through all that stuff that I just described to you. The, the surgical menopause and all the things that have happened since then. And really I I feel pretty darn good being 60, although, you know, it doesn't really feel a day older than 59 and 364, 365 But there are things that, that I notice, and it's a fact, it's a scientific fact, for those of you who still believe in facts, that as we age, we have to basically eat less and exercise more, and not in order just to maintain our weight, if weight is what you're going for. Um, so that could give you reason to be grumpy. I have a very good friend here, my buddy, John Stewart. When when it's nice outside, we walk four miles in the morning. And when it's not nice outside and in Leadville, that's, well, when I say not nice, what I mean is dangerous in the morning, like slippery conditions. We go to the, to the pool. There's an amazing indoor pool here, obviously. <laughs> We'd have to chip ice if it were outdoor. But we go to the pool in the morning for an hour, and it's a great way to start the day, and I would suggest to everyone. I think everyone suggests this, and any magazine you pick up is going to show you how to lose ten pounds fast. And they all have to do with the same thing: do a little bit of exercise every day, watch what you eat, and uh, try not to be grumpy. I mean, own what you are. I'm owning that I'm sixty now, and and I'm okay with that. And uh, not, I'm not going to live forever. I'm be awesome if I live to be 110. Kind of a goal, but only if the quality of my life is good, and so i'll just leave it at that. but uh I would love to know what you think about aging and are you honest with your age when people ask you? Are you honest on your renewing your driver's license on your weight and your height? You know it's kind of a bummer to learn that I had shrunk half an inch because again, that means I should weigh even less according to charts and things, but fooey on that. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed this, check out some of my other podcast episodes on Alligator Preserves. And uh, I would love it if you became a patron of my work on Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward forward slash alligator preserves. And I've updated my rewards. Some of you may even get free books. So uh, check that out. and. Come back next time when I'll talk about something completely different. Until then, don't be grumpy. Own who you are. Do what you can. Just do little things each day to make yourself happy. And, uh, yeah, you're awesome. Believe it. Bye. Alligator Preserves is hosted and produced by Laurel McCard with technical support provided by her husband, Mike McCard. Follow her on her website at LeadvilleLaurel.com, where she writes about life, real, and imagined. If you enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy her books. Find her work at Amazon.com.